Welcome back, Underemployed. It is Jack Selby, David Hart, a.k.a. the podcast Storks, dropping this audio baby on your front porch and then dipping before we pay a cent of child support. We're back in the house! Woo! I don't want that baby! Don't get that baby out of here! That's a lot to take in. Yeah, um, Hi, everybody. David and Jack here. Uh, we are live and direct together again for the first time in... I think since we did the episode with Quinn and Miriam, actually. Yeah, first time since... First time since... Uh, July. Since we had our, since we had the guests, is this podcast going to be what you play to your baby's stomach when you're pregnant? Oh my god, that poor baby! A <laughs> lot has happened. Uh, I have gotten a job in the city. I have moved into DC. Yeah. So that's part of why you haven't heard from us in it's, such a long time. It's been a month, man. We usually try to get these out every other week. Uh, life happens, but we are coming to you from. This is actually the first time we're recording in False Church. We used to the we, cabin. The cabin. The palace, the cabin, any of the wonderful nicknames we have for mm-hmm. it. Uh, so we'll, we'll record an episode in the loft soon. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. I do have a loft in my room. We just store shit in there. So first things first, I know we'd ended the last episode with your job. Mm-hmm. How is all that going? Now that job is going well. Uh, I'm working out all the things that are and aren't my responsibility and where I should and should not go and, you know, building relationships with restaurants and package stores that we you know haven't dealt with in the past. Um... I'm just trying to bring some goodwill and a little bit of local touch to the establishment and, you know, the brewery. Uh, what has been amusing has been in, is being able to commiserate with service staff about how things have changed in D.C., um, particularly in Arlington. I constantly date myself when I, you know, go out to accounts and talk about how th- talk about what things used to be before they were what they currently are. Like, I was at a place called Muscle Bar over in Ballston recently, and I'm talking to the beer buyer, and I sort of take a moment to look around, and she's like, what's, what's going on? I said, you know, this used to be a car dealership when I was growing up. <laughs> I was like, I used to live right around here. Yeah, like, I, I was like, everything. I grew up like a half mile away from here. And that, well, that whole area is completely different. Yeah, now. Arlington I mean, is, Ballston specifically is wildly different from when I, from when I grew up. Um, the only thing the mall really has left is the theater and with the caps practice. It's now. not the mall anymore, yeah, though. Right. It's Ballston Quarter, Quarter that's which right. is just, that's the second, well, it's not even the second most ridiculous renaming of something I've heard in the D.C. area. What's the first? The, 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 the most ridiculous is this new Amazon thing where they're deciding to call Crystal City and Potomac Yard uh, National Landing. Is that serious? Yes, that's one hundred percent serious. Well, like how far Crystal City has come in 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 thirty years. Like when we when we were you know little kids, three, four, five years old, Crystal City is where dudes on business trips would take hookers. Yeah, and now I used to just look at it as oh that's at exit seventy five on sixty six that I'm never gonna take, and it's that, yeah. that weird area down there that I'm never gonna go. And now it's yeah it's yeah actually, there's, well there's that, things to do. There's parks and restaurants and like. Now there's gonna be Amazon, and Amazon's getting... I, it doesn't make any sense to me that, like, the, the most valuable company headquartered in the U.S. gets, like, a billion dollars in tax breaks to build... Oh, tax breaks make no sense Like, and, and, and they're getting, like, financial incentive to basically import employees here. And, like, that is insane to me. Because D.C. in, the, in this area is already so insanely expensive yeah. for anybody who doesn't own a home and you know if you're like me you're never going to be able to afford to own a home in yeah. this area hey 
You'll be able to afford one. You and Bethany will just be like 60, 65. You'll be close to retirement, but you'll still be... Oh, yeah, that'll be that'll be what we buy for buy ourselves for retirement. We buy ourselves a home. <laughs> I'm old! Gimme, gimme, gimme! I also wanted to say that I know, speaking of the living situation, because there it was in limbo last time we had talked. Up in the air. Mm-hmm. You, in the meantime, have found a place, as you mentioned, in D.C. How'd that mm-hmm. go about? How's it going so far? Uh, it's going well so far. It's, uh, I'm in Van Ness on Connecticut Avenue. I've, uh, I got connected with uh, a group of guys through a friend of Bethany's. And, you know, getting along so far. I like them. They're, uh, they're interesting guys. Two of them are bartenders. One of them works IT at George Mason. So, you know. The George Mason. Well, yes, the, a- the George Mason University. Yeah. Well... It's actually age. We don't, we, we don't have the the in our title. Yeah, don't be like Ohio State. Well, also because, I, listen, I love George Mason, but uh, I've met a couple of important people in my life at George Mason. But, uh, you know, George Mason, we have that final four run in 2006. And you haven't really done shit since. No. School spirit, motherfucker. Actually, so the Mystics normally play in the... Verizon Center. Verizon Center slash Capital One. The phone booth. The phone booth. Um... Then they were, so while that was being renovated over the summer, they were using George Washington's home court. Mm-hmm. Then that was booked for a festival or a concert or something. I thought it was a horse show. I don't, th- no, I think the horse show was in the Capitol one, but I think it was in November. I think it was a few weeks ago. I don't think, but they used George Mason's home court as a placeholder for, there's a third placeholder for the Washington Mystics when Seattle Storm won the WNBA championship oh. on our court. And I said it was right up there in historic moments on our court with when we got Chipotle on campus uh, around this time last year. Big deals. Big it, deals. What else is uh, interesting and in the news? Got some not-so-great news to share. Yeah. Interesting uh, news. Roundabout, like, what the hell is going on with the world. Uh, so everyone's aware of the Tree of Life shooting in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and uh, the horrible, reprehensible evil that is anti-Semitism. Yeah. Well, uh, a gentleman was arrested in the District of Columbia recently uh, because he advocated that that shooter didn't go far enough and that it was more just a dry run than anything else. Uh, Turns out this is a kid I went to high school with. Yeah. Uh, So this would make the second person I went to high school with who has been picked up by the police on gun charges. Um, I will say this much. This, this doesn't surprise me. This kid was wildly anti-Semitic in high school. Uh, did, did you guys, like, talk to people in, like, the principal or anything about it? High school it? didn't give a shit. Yeah. Um, but it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't an issue at that point. Like, he was 15, 16. And like, you just think, oh, it's a dumb kid. Yeah, he'll, it's just... He'll it's, mature and grow out of this. Well, I, I don't or know hope. if I ever thought he would mature out of it. I mean, he is the first person who, like, exposed me to the to, to Alex Jones and Alex Jones's content. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's something to be said about that. But it's, it's just really not surprising to me that somebody, another person from, you know, who, who's just kind of a sad human being, didn't really have any anything positive going for him ends up becoming a anti-Semitic shithead who blames everything, like, his his own failings as a human being on everybody but himself. I was going to say, that's where it becomes dangerous, where I, you and I have both certainly, uh, at times in our life, uh, We've failed. had our failings. We've oh, had, yeah. absolutely had our failings. First, personal or otherwise. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'm still looking for jobs. Like, that's a professional failing, and even a personal one, but I never took it out on anyone else. Yeah, it's, uh, it's... 
it's no one's fault, but like for me specifically, my issues are my own. They're not caused like by any sort of ill will towards my parents or anything like that. Like, you know, yeah, I grew up, I grew up, my parents are great. Um, I mean, they're providing me with this house where we're doing a podcast from. I I have, I have great friends. I have a lot. I grew up in a great environment, good school, good tea, all that. So yeah, you know, I, I am very guilty of feeling sorry for myself, which is an unhealthy attitude, but I never say, Hey, this is so-and-so's fault. Or, Oh, feeling sorry for yourself versus like, Oh, this is the fucking Jews' fault. Like, yeah, that's a bit wildly of a... <laughs> different. True. One is an improvable, not ideal trait. The other one is like a legitimately one of them's a legit one of them's evil. legitimately a hate crime. Yeah, like, and and we are anti hate crime here on Underemployment. For the record, I think we should state. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we are we are anti hate crime, but uh, I don't speak for Jack, but I will say this much: I am pro punching Nazis. Oh yeah, no, I am generally a fan of uh, Nazis, neo Nazis, supporters of Nazis, people who thought Nazis had good ideas. Um, Getting punched in the face. Sure, at least in the stomach. Sometimes the face can cause more escalation. Stomach is like you get the idea. You know, I mean, and it's that's how Houdini died. You can get punched in the stomach badly. So I think he gets a look at the message. I think he already had a... Didn't he already have some medical thing going on that just the punch in the stomach exasperated It's a better story if you believe he just got punched once in the gut and died. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah no. <laughs> uh, speaking of... Uh, well, I had a transition in mind, but I forgot it. But in, I have seen you... I saw you briefly down in the uh, in the church down in Fredericksburg before mm-hmm. it, it got sold. Mm-hmm. One was for homecoming and the other was for Halloween. I wanted to give a shout out to the aforementioned Quinn Doyle mm-hmm. and... Her Ray friend, Celeste. Ray Celeste, who, when we went to... Should I say the name of the bar? Hey, like, go ahead. I got, I got some issues with the bar, but... Uh, we went to Jay's in Fredericksburg. They had a couples contest, a duo con- co- costume contest. Team Halloween costume. Team Halloween costume. There might have been 30 people that entered it. And the winner, as we were told a thousand times the night, was a thousand dollars cash. Ray Celeste and Quinn, who they told us later had been working on this costume for a year, like they were super excited about it, went as Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding. Mm-hmm. And it was great. They had even a, you know, like a patch on their knee of red. Oh, it was a phenomenal Halloween costume. And so they cut down, you know, they go to the finals, they win based on audience participation, and they say that Ray Celeste and Quinn have won. Now, I have massive issues with Jay's. Because instead of giving them $1,000 cold hard cash, they gave them a voucher for $750, which last time I checked. Not a 1000 Not a 1000 And not, also not cash. You and I were not math majors, but I don't know. It seems like a little less than 1000 I, I, I think something's off there. My issue with Jay's aside, I'm happy for them. Because that was sort of the uh, that was sort of the peak of Halloween. Although you and Bethany actually had a great couple's costume. It was we uh, were we were Burt Macklin and Janet Snakehole. Yes. I'm Janet Snakehole. I'm a very rich widow with a terrible secret. Who are you? Burt Macklin, FBI. It was the best damn agent they had until I was framed for a crime I didn't commit: stealing the president's rubies. I I tried to put effort into my costume. I went as John Cena when he would freestyle rap, which Lord consisted Lord. of me. Wearing a jersey that I already owned, of course. Yeah. Uh, a hat I already owned. I got a chain in the mail that wasn't the big oversize. As you point out later, you should have gone to a party store, paid less, and gotten a better chain. But I said, ah, I panicked. Uh, I got jorts for the first and probably the last time of my life. I had never worn jeans shorts before. It felt... I, I am I am pro-jorts. <laughs> I will say this much. I am pro-jorts. So John Cena's a hero to you. I don't know if John Cena's a hero to me, but John Cena is definitely... Someone who's who has an iconic style. Yes, and you always—I mean, for both of us, 
I was a fan of the throwback jerseys. You were a fan of the jean shorts. No, I was a bigger fan of the sneakers. The Reebok pumps? Yes. What happened to Reebok pumps? Well, Reebok in general just... Reeboks, Reeboks had some up and down. Um, they're they were, doing okay, though. I would hope so. I mean, well, they had uh, the last thing I remember big happening with Reebok was a few years ago with Rick Ross. Where he had <gasps> where he had the line where he had the uh, the Molly line on yo you know it oh yeah and, and uh, Reebok dropped, dropped him it. like a bag of dirt well I think the bigger issue one of the bigger issues for Reebok was that Rick Ross uh, cue the line I die over these Reeboks you ain't need no put Molly all in her champagne she ain't need no I took her home and I enjoyed that she ain't need no Rick Ross mentioned Reebok in the potential in the verse that's in the, true like right after they're like hey man don't associate us with this like we're not trying to you know we ain't we about that life Rick yeah and you shouldn't be either now to be fair this is a company that also gave 50 Cent a shoe deal <laughs> who sold drugs Jay-Z a contract who sold drugs uh, G-Unit but, but yeah I know selling drugs versus drugging someone but, yeah. without their knowledge or consent or it, two entirely different yeah it's drugs. just a different it's a different vibe, as Two Chains might say, sort of. That's vibe. That's vibe. We haven't talked since uh, my Lakers started with LeBron, and they are doing magnificently. They're eight and six, which is fine. The They're team. above five hundred. They're above five hundred. The Wizards, however, are maybe the worst team in basketball. They've won three in a row. They won last night, I, so amazingly. they're now like five and ten. But I mean, they're oh still. Boy. <laughs> Still sub 500. We taking baby steps, yo. And your boy Tom Wilson got his suspension reduced, so yeah. you're doing all right on that. And comes back in his first game, gets a goal, and like seven penalty minutes. <laughs> of course he got in a fight! That's what Tom Wilson does! He somehow, he somehow got a goalie interference call on a goal that he scored. Actually, I'm not even mad. That's amazing. That is... That is the equivalent of you get early probation from jail and then you go rob a liquor store. The first no, time it's, you get... it's, it is truly like he is being punished for just existing on the <laughs> ice. Like you go back and watch the clip. Like he definitely, like he definitely didn't initiate contact. He was pushed from behind. Oh, that sounds, oh, that sounds like some, uh, Semitics. That's not semantics, Jack. Semantics. I, like, you I tried to, hold on. I, I must say, I thought about, wait, which one is the right one, which one is the wrong one, and I still went with the wrong one. What a stupid thing. I want to state for the record, again, I was a communications major, and I thought, no, no, don't say that one. That's obviously the wrong one. You, sir, are an idiot. Everything else going all right in personal life in terms of, like, I mean, I'm sure the living situation is not easy. Yeah, it's it's challenging. Um, I still haven't finished unpacking, if we're being completely honest, yeah. but I'm also, you know... Working. Yeah. And so, Bethany doing all right? Bethany's, Bethany's doing okay. Um, she does not like having the whole house to herself anymore. Well, she doesn't like having the whole house to herself now. Um, so, you know, she's adjusting. Yeah. Um, she's a good soldier for for everything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's opportunities like this don't present themselves often. And so I need, we needed to, you know, both acknowledge that. Yeah. And I think it's good to have someone by your side who will ride with you. Or a ride or die chick, as one might say. I'm not. I don't use that derogatory language, but that's what the old saying is. So you're, you're comparing Bethany to Eve? Wouldn't that be a good comparison? Eve was a successful rapper, actor. She has those tattoos on her chest, the paw prints. She was in Barbershop One, Two, probably Three. I didn't see. Them. I didn't see any I, of them. I didn't see any of them. I didn't remember anything about Three. I assume Eve's in it. I, Eve had a line about who drank her goddamn apple juice. That was a classic. Come on. It's a hood classic. Because we know so much about hood classics. Yeah. Friday. Friday after next. The next, the, the third Friday. Uh, 
juiced. Don't be mad at the South Central while you're <laughs> sipping your juice in the house. Yes, we know that one better than the actual juice. <laughs> Voice in the Do <laughs> we have a problem? Eight Mile? Sort of. <laughs> it's it's hood-ish. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna stick a pin in this and never come back to it. I think that's probably for the best. Also, I wanted to state to paint a picture because that's what we do here. We create art. Is that it is snowing outside? It's November. Uh, Dave and I are thrilled. We like snow. I'm stoked. Uh, However. The number of people who are driving like complete morons in this city is... It never ceases to amaze me with the snow. Like, just how mentally unprepared everyone in this city is. It's like if it rains in LA. It's the same no matter... You just... I mean, people lose their minds when it rains here. Actually, true. If you get a decent amount of rain here, it is impossible to drive. Yeah, I mean, we had a decent amount of rain Monday and somebody was doing... Somebody was doing 30 on 295 in D.C., I mean, let's speed limit's forty. Jack it up a little, you know. Let's let's go. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, I like how you said specifically it rained a bit on Monday. It's been raining nonstop. For it the last didn't rain days. yesterday. Wow, David Hart. That's the most optimistic thing I've ever heard. It didn't rain yesterday. It didn't rain yesterday. It's been raining nonstop since middle of August, but it's it didn't rain yesterday. It's been raining nonstop. It's been raining a lot. Yeah, sure. We've had the fourth, I think either the fourth or fifth highest rain total uh, in the history of recorded years that DC's been in existence. I'm tired of the rain. However, if it means that we get a lot of snow for the winter, you can sign me up. Yeah. As you know, we are prone to those same snow days that we get days off that are like an inch and a half of slush. Well, I don't know if I'm going to have those. I'm I'm still going to have to go out and do my job. So now, are you? don't tell me you're becoming an actual adult and not looking forward to the snow because of this. I mean, I'm still going to look forward to the snow. Then there you go. That's the important thing. Listen, if you're out there and you say, oh, snow, no. you got to be a kid. Snow's the best. Yeah, it just means that on snow days, it just means I'm going to walk around to all of the accounts near my house. And also means with that. there's probably less people on the road. Mm-hmm. Also that. Uh, I will say, I uh, I went by Chatter uh, last yes. night. Gigantic. It's a, that it's place a, is huge. It's a bit, there's just the section with a few tables that's near where they record the podcast, but then there's the whole right side that mm-hmm. yeah, has a lot of tables. It's also mm-hmm. good food. Uh, yeah. We will, we go, will go. go. We will go there for breakfast. It's an account of, It's going to be an account for me, so I need to get in there. And also, uh, we'll make sure you go on a day where a certain co-host you're not a fan of is not on the show. <laughs> Chris Liz is an idiot. Chris. Damn it, I hate you. How he still has a byline with CNN is beyond me. Uh, he is the single dumbest person who writes for them. That's a bit, wow. That's a shot and a half. Like, I don't agree with Donald Trump often on almost anything, but when he said that Chris Liz is an idiot, I, you know, I hate to agree with him. Well, weren't you also a proponent of when he banned Jake Acosta from the White House press room? Jim Acosta? I No, I don't agree with them removing someone's press pass because of doctored footage. Well, what if it were Chris Eliza? I still wouldn't support that. Oh, okay. See, I almost caught you in a web. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. I just almost Alex Jones. You were no, no you Alex were Jones nowhere you. close to Alex Jonesing me. I almost Alex Jones. There is you. no gotcha question here. There is... <laughs> What, on a podcast between two friends, there's no gotcha journalism? There is no gotcha journalism here. Was that a Sarah Palin phrase? Yes, it was. That was a great phrase. Remember her when that was like, the yeah, enemy of dumb she, politics? Remember when she was, remember when she thought, when we thought she was going to be the, the vice president, the dumbest person yeah. we'd ever dealt with on the political system? Boy. Nope. Boy, I would, boy. Oh boy. Sarah Palin might be middle of the road in terms of that, in that cabinet right she now. She opened the door for Trump though. She, she Oh man, the wink and the, the. The very clear wink and nod to 
racial grievance that what that is that has become the Republican Party, and also just the fact that she was just a homie kind of oh you know like oh little cutesy like no one took her seriously. I remember the vice people pres- took her seriously enough to elect her the governor of Alaska, and then she just quit in the middle of the term. That's true. A very Jack Selby move. You don't like it? Just leave. Yeah. <laughs> well, did she quit because she thought she could make more money being a Fox News pundit? And then she found out that if you're not the governor and you're not running for vice president, that that well... Nobody gives a shit. It's like when people leave a certain industry and they're like, ah, you know what, I'm going to make it big. Well, if you don't have the system backing you up, that's that's sort of it. I also wanted to say that I have, uh, in the last month since we've had a podcast, I my eyes have been bleeding playing Red Dead Redemption 2. David, I know, was not... Uh, my roommates have been playing it, so it's been fun to watch. Um... I'll get into it eventually. Yeah, I mean, you you will have plenty of time. It is a 60-hour storyline. Yeah. Uh, I played it until my thumbs were numb. I played it until I could no longer differentiate between what was reality and what was fictional on my television screen. But you know what? It's a fun, beautiful game with beautiful moments. And the best part is that the wild animals are not as aggressive in this time around. Uh, you haven't come across a cougar yet? Let me tell you. It's like my fear of balloons. It's irrational. But... I used to be paralyzed with fear playing the original Red Dead because the idea of going on my horse, and it's usually a cougar, but an animal would come and I'm not expecting it, and it just swipes you and scares you, you know what I mean? I legitimately could not play that game for a while because it scared me too much. Does that speak to a bigger psychological issue? With Probably. Me? Probably, but you know what? That's none of my business. I'm telling you how it is. This game was a little easier in that regard. I haven't been playing anything lately because my Xbox and my TV are still packed up because I haven't finished unpacking the rest of my room and I've told myself that those are the last things I'm going to unpack. It's sort of, it's like when you do biceps at the gym, those are sort of your reward to yourself. Yes. That's actually a good way to go about it. You're like me where I I have to get the harder shit out of the way first. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta treat myself. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, I mean, there's, there's, there has been a lot of things that have gone on sports and music wise. Uh, I've been listening to Vince Staples FM. I really enjoyed that. Better than a big, than the big fish theory. Big fish theory. Yeah, it's a different thing. Yeah. Uh, but it's continuing this trend in hip hop of the like thirty minute album. Yeah. Just banger, 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 banger. Which and I am some... on board for it. I was gonna say as my attention span becomes worse and worse over time, um, I'm okay with it. Even though in theory I'm not. Like I, in theory I want a very long album I can digest in. But then, you know, if you get like a a Drake album, which regardless of how you feel about it, Scorpion him, was two hours. Yeah, Scorpion's two hours. Like. As Quinn said, I'm not listening to two hours of anybody. Why shit don't never stop? Like it's just, you know, you could be, you could be. I'll listen, I'll listen to a, like a two-hour live album. That okay, like a Springsteen live, yeah. Yeah, okay. like a Springsteen live album or like or a Bruce Prince Springsteen live show because that'll be se- Bruce Springsteen show will be seven hours. So I mean that will. Be- uh, Springsteen shows are like three and a half. The one man show is like. Have you? Yeah, I was going to ask if you've seen that. That was a dumb question. I have not seen the one man show. <laughs> the, the one, the show where tickets are impossible to get and cost thousands of dollars. The ticket, the the <laughs> the second most expensive ticket since Hamilton. Well, I mean, Hamilton's got to be easier to get into now, right? Probably not. <laughs> how come we don't write a play? How come we don't write a hip hop play about a president? We know hip hop. He wasn't a president. About presidential, about presidential, like you know, I know. he was. He, he was he not was a pre- founding father. I know, but he he was on the was because on the, we're not creative. Oh, I'm sorry, as we record the 16th episode of this illustrious podcast. We're not creative. Have you listened to my audio drops? Suck my cock, I'll murder your family! Have you listened to my sound effects? (laughs) Have I read your music reviews? Have you? Have you? You You should. Uh, Shout out to Rate Your Music. They've given me a forum to spout my... Borderline psychotic. Specific sense of humor. Yeah, specific sense of humor that I apply now to this podcast. Any other albums you've been listening to? Um, 
No, nothing particularly, like, besides FM. Um, just been living off the Spotify Discover Weekly and the re- release radar. Um, Underachievers have new stuff coming out that I've been digging. Um, Didn't they just have a new album this past year? I think they had a new album this past year, yeah. yeah. Although that's not out of the... Brass Tracks has been the thing that Spotify's gotten me into that I'm, like, What's... really digging. It's the brass band that does covers of hip-hop songs. They did a, they did a composition of... Uh, Good Kid Mad City. Yeah, Good Kid Mad City, and that's been steady rotation for me. Solid like eight minutes. I um covers me from the from the apartment to most of my accounts in the I city. Need, I need to get back into Kendrick because I try. Like I I listened to Section Eighty enough to review it. Like mm-hmm. I think a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And Section Eighty still remains amongst my favorite albums. For and me. I, and I try. And I think you know it's just I got nothing against Kendrick personally at all. Like mm-hmm. I really respect just. I guess maybe do it. The voice just doesn't do it. Just doesn't do it for you. Yeah, fine. But I also know that everyone, pretty much everyone who listens to Kendrick says the same thing, which is they didn't like the voice early on, and it took them a lot of listens to really like him and appreciate the list. Uh, But yeah, I didn't. I thought Good Kid, Mad City was just kind of boring. But I only listened to it once all the way. If I re-listen to it and sort of appreciate the story he's telling. Um, But then you know, like Money Trees is an amazing song. King Kunta is one of the best songs ever made. I tremendously enjoy King Kunta. Uh, and it's probably, and even on, uh, even on, what was the last one called? His last album? Damn. Damn. <laughs> How did I forget? Damn. Uh, DNA is great. Mm-hmm. Just that first beat is, hits you like a motherfucker. And, uh, and then the, the curated uh, Black Panther album that he did. That was a really good album. We actually, that, I think that, I think we talked about that on the second episode of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Boy, that was a long time ago. <laughs> Jesus. Mm-hmm. Finn Staples was on that uh, was on that album, too. Yes, he was. Yes. So it was 2 Chains, Anderson Pack. Because uh, when you think Black Panther, you think of 2 Chains. True. <laughs> <laughs> you know who's a big fan of 2 Chains, of course, is uh, our good friend Colin Mackey, his girlfriend, Tori, is maybe the biggest 2 Chains fans, maybe a bigger fan of 2 Chains than 2 Chains. No. Oh. No. 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 I, I know. I Trappy. Know. Trappy is the biggest 2 Chains fan. Who's Trappy? His French Pitbull. Uh, wait. <laughs> Two chains French Pitbull named Trappy. Okay. I guess you answered my follow-up. I guess I just was sort of surprised that he... I guess not surprised he had a Pitbull. And I'm not surprised he named it Trappy. I guess I just hear... Not just... Not, no, not, not, not a Pitbull. A French Pitbull. Of course. So a small dog. Yeah, I mean... Well, here's the thing. He could have... Small you know, dogs travel better. Do you know that Big Boy actually uh, breeds Pitbulls? I did. So I don't know why he didn't get... Maybe he got it from Big Boy. I doubt it. Big boy breeds like full size. Oh yeah, large pit bulls. You know who else probably did was DMX. I'm not touching that with a ten foot ball. <laughs> we already talked about DMX being a complete drug addict before. I'm not <laughs> touching DMX and dogs. <laughs> we're, we're drawing the line. Drawing the line there. Wow. Line in the sand. Oh my god. DMX made a whole career out of barking like a fucking dog. <laughs> Speaking of insane people. Um, I know I've said on this podcast before that DMX, my cousins who live in Rhode Island just say that DMX frequents the bars in Rhode Island and he's just a mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, DMX has been a mess for about 15 years now. DMX has been a mess for his entire life. That's true, actually. His second, Listen to some of the stories he tells about the conditions oh, yeah. he grew up in. His mom would braid, a, would braid extension cords and beat him with them. Yeah, and then he was in a foster home for basically his entire life. And then the, the opening line on his second album, which sold 700,000 copies Christmas week which is called Flesh of My Flesh Blood of My Blood where he's covered in blood covered in it's like goat blood or something covered in it like head to toe 
And the opening line on the opening first, like, real song is the intro, but the first real song is... I got blood on my hands and there's no remorse. I got blood on my dick because I fucked the cop. That was the number one selling album in the country Christmas week of 1998. 700,000 copies, people. Physical. Physical copies. Physical not copies. People had streams. to go to... Tower Records, Best Buy, Target, FYE, FYE, and get a CD with DMX on the cover where he talks about necrophilia in the opening line of the opening song. That's the America I miss. <laughs> That's the America I miss. You can have, you can have. I, I miss a time where my neck, my back got played on the radio. <laughs> Make horrorcore great again. Make horrorcore great again. Where's D12? Where's Insane Clown? Where's Foster? the Ghetto Boys? Where's the <laughs> Where's Where's Bushwick Bill getting the shit kicked out of him on that album cover where he's being rolled in in the hospital? He shot himself. Oh, is that right? Oh, yes. Thought, oh, that's right. He shot himself. You know. When I saw him, make your ass start giggling. Three black crippling crazy senior citizens. So salute to the ghetto boys. <laughs> I guess. You know, I think on that we're gonna yeah. call it a day. Yeah, I think we should. Uh, before we. Before, stop before I hurt again. But yeah, we wanted to catch up with y'all. 16 episodes of this. We hadn't talked to y'all in a month. The great thing about David's job, yes, it's hard being separated from the person you love. Yes, finding a job, blah, 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 all that stuff. That's that. But the the good part is that we can now record these podcasts in person together. Oh, yes. Uh, was Always. It's all, that's, been the, that's been the plan the whole time. And I think what was good for me as a friend was that, you know... It took me about a couple hours before I realized that. Like, when you told me about the moving thing, I was like, oh, man, how's this going to work? I'm happy for him with the job. How's this going to work? You know, living situation, that must be tough. But it still took me like an hour and a half to two hours to go, oh, wait, now we can record the podcast together. I think that makes me a good person because I, it didn't come up immediately. Oh, I yeah. thought about it. Oh, yeah. And now you people get to experience the art live and in person. The, the un Let's not call it art. The, the un- the unparalleled chemistry that we have in person. There's no delay on Skype. There's no weird microphone feedback anymore. It's, Why would you do that? Uh, well, I can cut that out if I want to, but I'm not going to. I'm going to keep it raw. We're keeping it in. We're keeping it in, baby. We keep all this in except for the parts I don't like, and then I cut it out. <laughs> That's how this podcast works. Yes. I've so noticed. about half of this episode. No. No, fuck with you. Uh, so episode 16, Underemployed. We will be back. We will be back soon. We will not make y'all wait a month, but, you know, David has shit to do. That I guess we're slightly more important than recording a podcast. I guess moving. Unless and, and until this podcast makes enough money to replace my current job. As a reminder, tell all of your friends to tell their friends. To tell those friends. friends. Shit, we can be friends. Shout out to Puff. To download this podcast. They don't even have to listen to it. They don't even have to listen to it. Just download in mass. David and I can monetize it. Uh, we need to get a sponsor, and we need to get somebody. We need to, you know, we'll just we'll just we'll just make the episode titles the uh, the, the code words for all of our sponsors. Just save you all the time. Yeah, that's right. Try for good for nothing type of brother.